Welcome back, everyone, to episode 34 of Life and Lit. This week, we are doing a compilation of some of our favorite and most controversial books for Band Book Week, which is this week, September 18th through 24th. So we are excited to dive in to some of these books. I always feel surprised about the books that make it on this list. And so we're going to talk about some of those. So before we get into it, I'm Sydney. And I'm Paige. And this is Life and Lit. That was almost better than last week's intro. (laughs) It was way better than last week. The amount of editing I had to do. It only took us 1.5 tries this time (laughs) instead of like 20. So that is an improvement. I swear, straight face up until you said your name and then I could not. Very triggering. It's going to be a weekly thing. (laughs) (laughs) Names are very triggering here apparently, which (laughs) is silly. And that's on point for the silly triggers that we're going to talk about for Band Book Week. Yes, Band Book Week 2022, which I didn't know there was a whole week dedicated to it. Obviously, you hear about Band Books. I didn't until you brought it up earlier this year. And you were like, we should do an episode over this. I'm like, absolutely. Because I love to look up why books are banned because most of them are like ridiculous reasons. And honestly, it just makes me want to read them more. Oh, absolutely. Nothing makes me want to read a book more or just learn about it. Like I'm the same way. If I see that some book has been banned, I'm immediately three tabs deep into Google trying to find out what is so scandalous in this book. And disappointingly it's usually nothing i know or it's it's something stupid that then makes me mad that it's been banned but yeah i this is i will say this is the first time i'm celebrating like on time i normally hear about it as the week has progressed i'm like oh i should have thought about this but my library always does a really good banned books display in the library and then they post a lot of content on their social media so i love that they have been doing that too. Oh, that's awesome. Try to get the conversation going about banned books because it's important to talk about and it's important to think about. Yeah. I mean, the point of books is to get a discussion going, right? And nothing's going to make me discuss a book more than why it's banned and like diving into those reasons and those lessons in the book. And I don't know, it's just like, I feel like books are usually banned over something that could just be discussed for more understanding rather than just banning them and banishing any talk of it. Yes. Or I find a lot of them are for maybe reasons of age appropriateness. And I'm not like, I obviously we're going to talk about this. I'm not for censorship, but I do think there is something to making sure that your kids are reading things that are appropriate for them at their age level. So I think a lot, but I think a lot of people just think, oh, we, you know, take it all away instead of no, maybe just don't let a third grader have this, you know, get something that's on an intellectual level, especially with we're talking about schools, which I'm sure we'll talk about that. Right. Uh, But like, listen, Karen, if your child could read at a college age level, 
when they're in third grade, then maybe we can talk. Otherwise, oh, exactly. You know, like, come on. You maybe play up little Timmy's intellectual level in your mind, but they're not going to be reading and understanding 1984 or some shit like that. People are just so easily offended these days, I feel like, by anything that challenges their beliefs or offers a differing opinion so I would not be surprised if banning books becomes or challenging books becomes more common in the future well and I think it's it's not always even things that go against their beliefs but things that make them uncomfortable Absolutely. And it's like you can't just turn a blind eye to what makes you uncomfortable because that's how you grow and that's how you learn and prevent situations from happening in the future by recognizing mistakes that have been made in the past, doing like tr- doing the work to understand it, and then moving forward to make sure that it doesn't happen again. But Absolutely. you can't do all of that if you just lock away everything that – makes you uncomfortable or challenges what you think. So it's a super important topic. I love that they have a tagline for Banned Books Week, and it says, Books Unite Us, Censorship Divides Us. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we've done, you know, the dual episodes in the past, but like you said, this is a compilation. It was more we kind of looked through – Lists of commonly banned books, either, you know, I, I kind of found like similar, similarities between the lists, some common lists, um, some more recent lists, and then I tried to pick some classics too to discuss. So we have quite a variety here. Yes. And that was one thing that surprised me when I went to the library last, you know, like a week or two ago when I picked up Carrie Soto, I stopped And looked at their display and was, like, checking through. And I am always so shocked on how many books that I consider classic literature and that I grew up knowing as, like, a class knowing. Knowing. (laughs) Knowing. (laughs) We're both struggling a little bit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's a lot this week. But um, (laughs) there's so many books that were on this shelf as a like previously being banned in some form or fashion that are straight up classic works of literature and it just boggles my mind because I'm like how I don't know it just surprises me I I more can under I mean I don't agree but I more can understand a very contemporary work being banned just given our current political climate mm-hmm. and social climate I under I the logic of people getting mad about that makes a little more sense because it's very timely and it's fueled by current circumstances. But then like Huckleberry Finn has been banned and was on the bookshelf. And I'm like, Huck Finn is a classic children's story. Like what is, what is wrong with that? Captain Underpants was banned too. Okay. That one was commonly on there. And one of my favorites. So I saw this on um, the American Library Association website where they would list some. And I was kind of just cycling back through the years. And one of them was um, 
a Skippy John Jones book, which is like a kid oh book. Yeah. But I laughed because when my mom is a teacher, she teaches um, second grade and she taught first grade for many years before. She had those books in her class and she loved them because the character was really fun. And it's – I think it's about a Siamese cat that pretends to be a chihuahua or yeah. something. And – so it just made me chuckle because I used to get her those books for Christmas. Like when a new one would come out, I would get it for her for her classroom. And then to see that it's on the banned book list, I'm like, that's just crazy that something so innocent as a children's book for literal six-year-olds has been gets, banned. gets morphed into this. Yeah. About a cat pretending to be a dog. Like I don't even understand. <laughs> People. I can't handle them. So speaking of classics, that is one of the first on the list that I found. And I don't think this will come as a surprise to anybody who's a book lover and who pays attention to the list of banned books. But the first one is To Kill a Mockingbird, which I knew this one would get you fired up because every time we talked about banned book league, this is your number one topic. Because it just blows my mind. Like, I feel like it's always been regarded as a cornerstone piece of American literature and very highly regarded. And so it just surprised me. And, like, we read this in high school. Yeah. So I'm, on this is, one, I thought I'm, this, this was just taught across Yes, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, I thought that this was a standard required reading because it's such – like like I said, a cornerstone of American lit. So it really surprised me that this was problematic to people. I mean, like you said earlier, it kind of brings up some uncomfortable topics and it really confronts us with those. And I think that is what people are complaining about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this book to me, like it's kind of like, a mirror of your worst self and your best self. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of what the book explored in my mind. But it's recently been, they've tried to ban it in Virginia, which is, you know, where I now live just in 2016. And then out in Burbank, California, just in 2020. So it's like, not, this is not, a, you know, just like an old story. People are still mm-hmm. trying to ban this book. Which is crazy for me. I had written down that, like, some of the reasons that it's been banned were for racial slurs and profanity, specifically the use of the N-word, which, again, that's upsetting, but that was the reality of the situation back then. And I think it, I personally feel like it would be a disservice to have written it any other way. Like, you have to write it authentically to how African-Americans were treated in this country. And that includes really horrible things said to them by white people. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that can be uncomfortable to read and to think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this person is saying this to another human. But like I said before, hopefully that's the impetus to learn. I'm glad that this is not the cultural norm anymore. Like, I'm glad that... Most people, I should say, not everyone, because obviously there's still a lot of issues with race in this country, but 
I feel like, at least in the circles that I'm in, using the N-word is not okay oh, anymore. Anywhere. So. But right, if you write it, like, in a way that's not authentic to the time, then you're kind of erasing that history. Exactly. And you need to be true to history. And like you said, that's how we learn those hard lessons. But the reason that really interested me in this book, it was, you know, a lot of people kind of claim the white savior complex. I saw that too. And that really surprised me because I – I had obviously heard about this book being banned and the only reasons I had seen previously were for like the racial profanity and use of the N word. And so it was really interesting to think about it from that perspective. Um, and it honestly makes me want to reread it cause I haven't read yeah. it since high school. Um, so I would be interesting to read it through a, an adult lens and also like a 2022 lens versus the uh what 12 years ago that we were probably reading oh my gosh yeah high school English class um because you know our worldviews have changed or hopefully they're supposed to you're supposed to grow and change as a person and think about things differently and I think that's where the danger lies in banning books is just drawing hard lines of cutting People, specifically children, because I feel like a lot of the bannings that we hear happen in school systems. Yes. Um, Parents challenge the curriculum. Stemming from parents challenging the curriculum. And I think that's just such a slippery slope. It is. I would, I feel the same. I would love to reread it now and see how my perspective has has changed as an adult. Because I didn't think that in high school. But, you know, that was, we were kind of taught the book and we discussed it, but not in the way that I think we would discuss it now. And I can see the white savior aspect, but also I can see the, you know, it's, you know, was he just being a good person? Was he, I don't know. Now I'm like sitting here thinking about to kill a mockingbird like oh god well like, i don't and know I was he like just that's... doing the right thing and right. trying to teach his kids to do the right thing well and i think that's i mean to our point i don't feel like the term white savior was ever used right when we would way have been reading when. this <laughs> way back when I know we're <laughs> so old, but I mean, that's not something that would have like been considered at that point in time. Now it is something. And I think it just opens the door to discussion. And if you just completely say, no, you can't read it because of this, that takes away people's critical thinking abilities to read the book for themselves and think, do, do I personally think it's coming from this angle or it's coming from this angle. And I think you lose a lot of those, the critical thinking development skills when you ban books or when you stick to only books that align with your viewpoint, especially like. Absolutely. Which I never read Ghost at a Watchman as well either. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where Atticus's character came into question more recently and why there's this big, you know, white savior discussion now. 
Um, at least that that's been my familiarity with the topic, but I would love to read both of them. And like you said, kind of determine my own thoughts and opinions on this, but it's absolutely important to be able to form your, to read something that maybe challenges you and challenges your you know preconceived notions or your opinions that you've already formed and it'll either strengthen your opinion or it'll challenge it and make you, you know, look from another viewpoint mm-hmm. and really think about, you know, what others, how others may be approaching the same topic. Yes. And definitely helps to strengthen your empathy towards other people, which is something that I definitely think we need in this country currently. Absolutely. Yes. The ability to look at things from other perspectives and even if you don't agree attempt to understand or at least have the door open to understanding and communication versus just cutting it off yes absolutely i feel like we circle back to communication a lot in our (laughs) recaps whether it's like the lack of communication in a romantic relationship we're reading about or whatever it may be Communication is key in life. That is a hard lesson I've learned as an adult, right? Yes. <laughs> and yes. I learn it every day. And yeah, it's yes. absolutely It's an needed. old adage for a reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So To Kill a Mockingbird, one of the most banned books, but also I still think an important book that needs to be read and discussed. I do too. Another um, classic, but maybe one that not as many people have read or are familiar with, is The Handmaid's Tale, which is, of course, the popular TV series, but it's also a, a classic book in its own right, yes. which it I hadn't... written when, like in the 80s, right? Yeah, it was... A, I was surprised. I hadn't read The Handmaid's Tale until 2020. That was my first quarantine book, which was like... I don't recommend it in that Horrible. setting, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really say. bad decision on your part. Yeah, let me say, well, my roommate had it, and I couldn't leave my apartment. It was, like, peak lockdown, right? Everyone, nobody knew what was going on. And so I was just rereading my books, and she was like, she offered me this book. And I read it, and wow, talk about a depressing topic in already depressing times. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody at least somewhat familiar of the you know foundation of the handmaid's tale but it takes place it's like a dystopian classic right Mm -hmm. it takes place in in this dystopian city and the role of the women in the society is just very i don't even know how to describe this um they're basically like human incubators. Yeah, I was like, it's very well. There's there's different levels because there's like the whole class level. Yeah, as far as like the wealthy versus the not. But yeah. then there's it's the gender. Just, yeah, it, the there's role, a lot. <laughs> there's a there's a lot to it, and we're not here to like describe the entire plot, but. The Handmaid's Tale is often 
banned and I think we know why um but mm-hmm. profanity was in there which like whatever when I see profanity I roll my eyes yeah um like if my kid learns to say shit from reading a book I'll laugh about it but yeah. um the most important part and like the most challenged parts of this book are the sexual violence the sexual content and the distrust of religion which on the one hand I'm like any teen TV show is pretty sexual and explicit so I'm like I don't see the outcry I mean I think of like some of the teen shows that were around when we were growing up even i mean obviously not gilmore girls that's right. very family oriented <laughs> right <laughs> but i'm thinking like the one tree hill which i also love and watched but it's like those kids it you know it showed sex and yeah. things that it really probably, i never watched that show i mean it wasn't graphic but it was definitely very heavily implied and it was discussed and then yeah. was like dawson's creek which was very verbally like they talked about it shockingly how open they talked about it and that was in the 90s so I'm like these TV you know there's TV shows that are showing this why is it books that are being challenged right let me just say you know there are teenagers watching Game of Thrones out there yes that's what I'm saying or like and explicit scenes or there's there's teenagers watching the Handmaid's Tale series yeah. But then they go to school and they're not allowed to read the book. Like there's a bit of a disconnect there. That's um, true. That's very true. I will say that would be, I mean, just thinking back on our high school days and I was a very shy person in high school. So like I would have been mortified to be reading about sex in a high school class <laughs> and like having to discuss it. I oh, yeah. would have been bright red and like, oh my gosh, we can't state this word <laughs> in front of our teacher. Um, That's true. So like on the one hand, I I almost understand because like I don't feel like we read any school sanctioned books that dealt a lot with that. Um, but again, I think put it in the school library. And if you think if you're a teenager who thinks you're mature enough to handle it and read it, you should be allowed to read it. Right. Um, it's not about... For me, it's not about, like, banning it from the curriculum. Like you said, as a high schooler, I would have been mortified to, like, sit there discussing sex or, you know, any sexual content in class. But, yeah, keep it in the school library. But people are really all up in arms over The Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale because I think the distrust of religion, they believe that it gives religion a bad name. Mm-hmm. and really puts religion in a bad light and then also you know the sexual content the sexual violence and the treatment of women which it needs to be known it needs to be read because everything that happens in this book it, and you know margaret atwood the author claims this as well nothing that happens in the handmaid's tale is something that has not already happened to women throughout history. Mm-hmm. You know, the treatment of women in this is very disturbing. You know, they're subjugate to the men. They're, like you said, human incubators, even if they are 
of the higher ranks, they're always like the men's subjects. And it's a very bleak world. Like the book, nothing like happy ever happens. Nothing good ever happens. But it's like a reminder that, you know, this can happen. And women, like, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's a big reminder that of how you treat people, how you treat women, mm-hmm. and how they've been treated in the past. And hopefully the shock value of it and the uncomfortableness of it is what will prevent it from ever happening again or prevent us from getting to a point like that in our society you would think you would think but if no one's ever allowed to read it or think about those things right we're gonna move in the opposite direction so yeah already moving that way but it's yeah it's very disturbing I think to me, it was very disturbing as a woman to read it because you don't – I didn't really read it as a dystopian novel. It was like, oh, this could, like, very well happen. Mm-hmm. Certain things throughout that book, you're just like, oh, this hits too close to home. This feels, like, a little too real. And I don't know. I think it it needs to be read. It needs to be discussed I think it should be part of curriculums, maybe in like the college setting, if you want people to be older, more mature. But I think a a big part of it was also, like I said, the religious aspect, which, like we've been saying, starts a discussion. And I don't think like reading something like this would make you question your religion in a bad way well and I think about it like from the history standpoint where we learn about in history class bad things happening in the somewhat religious tie like tie-ins in some of those instances and that's it's just part of history you have to learn about it and like we said, like, hopefully it does make you uncomfortable and you think I'm not going to be like that. Exactly. Learn from past mistakes. Yes. It's it's just kind of wild to me that the treatment of women, religion, racism, these are all uncomfortable topics and people want them banned. But then historical fiction world war ii like the holocaust very popular topics for books and they are not nearly as banned well that's that's what people are more like yeah read about the past don't let history repeat itself okay so why is that one okay but all these other areas are a little iffy yeah that's the point i was trying to make with drawing it to history is like we allow people to read in history class about all of these things and no one bats an eye. But when we have an uncomfortable book, especially like in Mockingbird time, that was during like civil rights and pre-civil rights era. Mm -hmm. And yet we challenge it. But then you go to history class and you learn about the marches and 
you know, the unfair treatment. So it, it doesn't, they don't make sense. Yeah. You, you like, can't yeah, have one without the other. Yeah. It's not consistent for me. But I think, I don't know if it's because books are so much more blatant with it. Like a history textbook can be, I don't know, scaled down a little bit differently than an author's book. No, so I'm I don't not know even if that's what a textbook. You know, I feel like historical fiction overall is a very popular genre and not often challenged. True. And you, you know? don't see you know, those books use slurs against Jews and other groups and no one thinks anything of it. But then, yeah, Mockingbird gets challenged for using the N-word. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought of that. I was like, wait a second. Like, why why is it okay to talk about the Holocaust? And people are like, it's important to read about it and educate ourselves. But then, you know, it comes to the topic of, you know, a religion or – sexual violence and that's when people draw the line I don't know that's just I don't know it's kind of interesting it is interesting and I think it's crazy to me how much like how localized a lot of this is because like I've said we you know I don't feel like there was really anything off limits in our school growing up book wise like at least if there was, I don't remember it. And I'm thankful yeah. for that, that nothing was challenged, that our teachers were allowed to have the creativity and the freedom to teach what was important. Um, Can you imagine, though, if Mrs. Clark was told she couldn't teach what she wanted to? Oh, no. Well, <laughs> she wouldn't let that fly. <laughs> no, and I think – so I was reading an article, like, doing prep for this on – um. USA Today talking about banned books and, you know, banned book weeks. And it lists several different news um, headlines where, like, a teacher in Oklahoma resigned over some books being banned and how a Texas school district pulled all books from library shelves that were challenged. Um a small town library in Iowa briefly closed and didn't have a director because their director was forced to resign after being forced to ban a lot of things that didn't go along with their, like they were not happy about the bans being imposed on them. And so then the result is that this library closes and how impactful is that on a small town? Like libraries are a great source for a community overall. And so it's really sad to think about the negative ramifications of that and what can happen. Yeah. I don't know. Since I just don't like censorship, like you said. Yeah. And I don't understand people that like, like even if it's things I don't agree with, you know, I may not, choose to read that book but i'm glad that if you're reading it i'm glad you're reading it and you're thinking about something like right you have even i don't know memoirs by politicians you maybe don't agree with i don't think those should be banned just because i don't agree with them right they have their 
freedom to say what they want and people should have the freedom to read that. And maybe I'll pick it up one day and try to learn the other side. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's the option that everyone should have. Absolutely. Well, as we're getting further down the list, we're getting maybe more controversial. The next one, like we said, we tried to choose a variety here. The next one is a young adult novel, a recently published going back to more recently published from the classics. But the next one that I saw a lot on lists is The Hate You Give by Angie mm-hmm. Thomas. I personally have not read this novel um, just because it's young adult. I tend to veer more toward adult novels mm-hmm. um, by my late 20s. But <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 like, it does send a very important message. It does have a very timely message very appropriate um plot right now and if you haven't heard of the hate you give or you don't know what it's about it's about 16 year old star carter who lives in a poor neighborhood but attends a fancy suburban prep school She has this uneasy balance between her two worlds and it's shattered when she witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend at the hands of a police officer and he was unarmed. So national headlines for this book, like I said, very appropriate topic for today's news and kind of all the discussion that's been going on recently. This book was inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement. So I think we can figure out why this book has been challenged so much, why it is banned. The website said profanity, but the big one is people believe that it sends an anti-police message. And that's what's kind of upsetting is that I feel like book banning is going to be more prevalent. Yes. Because people's feelings are so easily hurt. Yes. And we just have such a a contentious political and social climate, which on the one hand is very inspiring for authors and artists to want to create things like this but the minute it's put out there I feel like it's got a target on its back already like absolutely whatever it could be that could be deemed controversial is going to have a target and it's unfortunate because it goes back to the same thing like you'll never understand why someone feels the way that they do if you don't take the time to and make the effort to try to understand and reading can be one step of that yes And, you know, this one, like we discussed, obvious reasons, but like you said, books make us uncomfortable and this maybe takes an uncomfortable and hard look at the reality of police brutality because it happens all the time, um, despite what people want to think. And I think it's a very necessary work. It's a necessary voice out there in the literature world. And it will make you uncomfortable. You know, I've been thinking about reading it, actually, since looking it up. Because I was like, this may be young adult, but I think this would still be, like, 
maybe a hard and uncomfortable read um, and necessary because it's a very mature topic. Yes, I agree. When we originally were com- like going to do the idea of each picking one band book to talk about and I couldn't decide what I wanted to do, but this one was front and center on my library display and I was like, you know, I should do that one because it is so timely and – I remember hearing a little bit about it, like even though it being young adult, because it was made into, I think either a Netflix or Hulu show. Yeah. Um, it's been adapted into a movie. And so I know that that got a lot, I think a lot of praise, but then of course also a lot of criticism as well. So. Yes. As is today's climate. Yes. But I always hate the idea that I feel like a lot of these Bands and challenges come from small towns. Yep. Because I feel like that's, I don't know, it's just closing yourself off to education and critical thinking. And even if, even if you read it and you think that was a piece of crap, okay, at least you read it and you had, that's your opinion. You formed it after reading. You didn't just judge the book by its cover, which obviously we know not to do right um but i feel like that's what banning books does is just write them off without a clear understanding of the subject and i always love when i see um you know stories or headlines or people being interviewed about why you know why do you support this being banned what is it that's triggering and they're like well i don't know i haven't read it like then how do (laughs) you even know yeah (laughs) how do you know what's so bad in there you don't even know what you're upset about. Yes. And yeah, that gets me. But I think banning and this challenging really comes from a place of fear for some people Mm -hmm. is fear of what they don't know, fear of being challenged. And I don't know, stop living in fear, people educate yourselves. But, you know, the hate you give looks at some really hard topics, some very, you know, appropriate topics for the time. And this is one that you have to approach. You absolutely can't approach it with a closed mind. You have to be open-minded when you look into this and realize that when you're reading it, like the author is not accusing you of your beliefs or your opinions. Mm -hmm. You have to come into this with an open mind and see how you leave the book. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel that way with like any book I read, honestly, especially, like I've said the last few books, like I don't even know what they're about. I just pick them up. And a lot of times they'll – I'll pick it up. I'm like, huh, this is different than what I thought it would be. And right. you could easily just close it and not go back. But it's oftentimes really great if you do keep going and reading past something that makes you uncomfortable or that isn't exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, I try to avoid going into a book with like a preconceived notion about it. Yeah. And this, I think this, The Hate You Give provides a very necessary viewpoint that a lot of people need to read and kind of gain that perspective. Mm -hmm. And have empathy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. So our last one is one that kind of surprised me. Like you carried 
this section because we were going back and forth multiple times of like what books should we do Mm -hmm. and so you kind of threw some out there of doing a compilation and the last one that we had on here was the hunger games which super surprised me because i didn't know that this had been challenged and again it's been a long time since i read it but this was definitely like our genre growing up like yeah everyone uh, the, was the barnes and noble it. midnight release parties yes and the movie midnight the release parties yeah I, I wanted to pick like a really popular series that might be surprising to people yeah this is a fun fact to show that like this was our generation i guess i was working at the movie theater when all of these came out and So we would like work at the midnight premieres or whatever. And then the first Friday that I don't remember which, if it was the original Hunger Games or the sequel or whatever it came out, I was tearing tickets and some little girl came up to me and she's like, I had my hair in a braid and she's like, you look like Katniss. And I was just like, this is so sweet. (laughs) And it just like made her day. Yeah. It was precious, but. Yeah, so, like, that's the memory that I have around these books is, like, those kind of atmosphere and all all the excitement of it. So it really surprised me that this was on a banned book list because I don't remember anything particularly scandalous about these books. Yeah, I'm going to start with the maybe more obvious reasons why. And then we're going to progress down to the that doesn't even make sense. Because some of them, I was just like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So the number one reason it's been banned or challenged is the emphasis on rebellion and distrust of the government. Which, LOL. listen, guys, <laughs> it, does not make, it does not take me reading The Hunger Games to make me distrust the government, uh, right? Yeah, that I should just, just be like... <laughs> A de facto setting for all humans. Right. I was like, I just got to look at my tax return to distrust the government, you know? Yeah. Um, So that's one, which, you know, there is a rebellion. It is dystopian. They are taking down the government. But the government is extremely corrupt in this book. So if you're pro-government in this book, I'm worried about you. Um, Then there's violence, you know, the whole basis of this is the hunger games you know killing other people to become the champion and then if you win you become a celebrity for the rest of your life which that was like another thing is like the emphasis on celebrity and getting what you want like a lot of people challenge that and i'm like please tell me those people are also probably the ones who watch like the bachelorette or any sort of yeah like reality tv where we like, glorify celebrities in our culture right so keeping much. up with the kardashians right okay um so that was another popular one others said it was like an occult classic which okay yeah i was like <laughs> uh, not really like i know harry potter has been challenged and is one of the most challenged series yeah for having witchcraft and all that but which I, I also don't like. That I don't one gets get that me one. too. Also, being of that era where that was a big deal, because I'm like, I read these books as fantasy, like yeah. the dystopian aspect. I mean, I'm not gonna say that a hundred years in the future it won't be like this. I don't know. I won't be here to see it, but 
she has a dress that literally turns into fire. Like that is not <laughs> <Right>? realistic. <laughs> so right. I kind of come at it with like, take things as a grain with a grain of salt. Yeah. If you believe this is it. reality, then. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't separate that from reality, then I think that, I mean, I guess I can see how it can be problematic if you are a person that can't separate fiction from reality right and you see that even with like celebrity stalkers or like hardcore scary enthusiasts of certain tv shows or whatever where it's like it becomes an obsession where Mm -hmm. yes that's not healthy but i think for the average person reading this book for me it was about entertainment i did not feel like i was no this is never gonna be real yeah, it didn't like inspire me to overthrow the government or anything. Right. I was I was very invested in the love triangle. Of, of course. <laughs> yes. More in like I don't even want to say in the killing because I <laughs> No, I mean but I mean like the action. She was invested. Yeah, yeah. The action scenes of it which yes, do associate with killing, but Again, that's no different than anything normalized on television right now. Right. So. But the three that really got me for the top, like, what are you even talking about moments is one claimed it was anti-family because she didn't Um, have a good relationship with her mom. But I was like, but did you see what she did for her sister? Where she sacrificed herself for (laughs) her sister? I was like, okay. um, Okay. Not we did not get the same message from this book. Yeah, the other one was sexual content, which I am almost one hundred percent sure the most quote unquote sexual content there was in this book was kissing. Yes, I also had that written down, and I was just like, "What version when was I was reading?" Because I know, that's I not like, what I, I was reading. I was like, "I think they kissed a few times." Yeah, maybe she kisses each guy like once or twice yeah it was there's very... not a lot of action in these books guys not very yeah. spicy because they're trying to stay alive <laughs> right most of all right but then the one and my notes i wrote next to it seriously do not understand this one is religious viewpoint when was religion ever a part of this i don't know I don't I mean, ever remember that coming up. And so I was like, how can you ban this over religious themes when I'm pretty sure religion was never mentioned? And maybe that's why people banned it. Is they were like, this doesn't mention religion. It's a bad book. <laughs> maybe, but I'm just, that I, is really weird. And I'm that is like mind boggling. Yeah. To know like what specific parts of it they cite when they say that they yes. want to ban it honestly like high on my list of conversations I want to have is like with a book banner or a book challenger and why they want to yeah because I feel like I could take them down again number one I want to see have you read this right what is the specific like point out the specific scenes to me that are upsetting yeah I just think that would be a very interesting conversation yeah, it's uh, interesting, but then also frustrating because I don't think I could have that conversation without getting Oh, yeah. Mad. No, I would not, like, leave it liking them. But 
I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting just to hear what they have to say and like their reasoning. I would never agree with it, but I don't know. So those, yeah, those are some of the most common fan books of the past year. Like, you know, they had the top 10 for each year and they were kind of the, the similarities that we found. And it just, and that, like we said, doesn't even scratch the surface because literally like my library had this bookshelf where they do like different features or whatever for whatever the month is. And I was trying to take pictures of each of them or ones that really stood out to me. And I was having to like move them over because they had them overlap so much because that's how many books have been challenged. And like we said, there's some that I looked at and I'm like, I can't believe this was on the list. And then there's a lot that I hadn't heard of because they were, you know, young adult or new and I hadn't just seen them. But it's always so surprising. Like Catcher in the Rye was on that display and that was on one of the books that are on one of the lists that we looked up. Which made me laugh because I read that book in high school and hated it. Absolutely hated it. Not because of anything, not because of the content, just because the right, it, it doesn't really have a defined plot. And that drove me crazy. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I couldn't like. I would always roll my eyes about that and talk about like this. How is this a classic? It's so terrible. Which also I was reading it when I was 17. (laughs) Now that I'm older, I'm like, you know, I probably could understand because I used to describe it as like just some guy's acid trip around New York City. And I was like, (laughs) and as a high schooler, I did not have time or interest for that. I wanted like a clear plot. Right. I wanted the moral of the story at the end. And at the end of this book, I was like, what did I just read? (laughs) What is the meaning of this? Yeah. Yes, which now as an adult, I'm like, okay, maybe I would understand that it's just this guy's random thoughts as he walks around New York City. But will you go back and reread now? Um, still probably no. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I have that much I have that much of a bad taste. But with that being said, like I would never tell someone else they shouldn't read it. I don't right. you know. I would give my honest I've thoughts always, about not yeah. liking it, but I would never I don't remember there being anything that bad. Well, I take that back. There are some definitely scandalous air quotes things. Mm-hmm. But again, don't let a 13-year-old read it. But <laughs> right. a young adult to an adult, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I will say like, yeah, like you said, I w- will not not recommend a book to somebody I would never do that, but I will give you my honest thoughts. Like, I didn't like it because of this, but please read it so that we can discuss it. Or, you know, right. if you feel like you're interested, I would love to hear your thoughts because I recently had a discussion like that with a friend. Yeah. They were like, this what is my book? favorite book, uh, The Alchemist. Oh. It's not, I don't think it's a banned book, but I always tell people it's a book I keep on my bookshelves to make me look intelligent. But I didn't actually <laughs> like it. <laughs> That's it's how been I many feel. a conversation starter, I will say. Like, people yeah. will come over and pick it up and they're like, You've read The Alchemist? It's like, Yeah. And they're like, Do you like it? And I'm like, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But you're right. It starts the conversation and it gets people thinking. And that's the whole point of books. And when you start 
to ban them for whatever reason, you're taking away those conversation starters. And again, those critical thinking skills. So we're not read censorship. Right. Read more banned books. Moral yes. this episode. Yes. And quit banning them. But until yes. then, we're going to keep reading them. Yes. It'll never end. But that's where I'll get my book recommendation list. Yes. From the list of banned books. Keaton <laughs> <Yes>. agrees. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah. Pause I up, heard that one. Fight. Because he's either jumping and rustling things trying to get my attention but then he purrs so loudly that I'm holding him in my lap. And I'm like, she probably can hear this. And then he starts screaming. For those listening at home, I've recently gotten a kitten, like, baby, baby. and He's so cute. He's very cute, but he's very needy. I mean, my two-year-old cat is very needy. It never ends. (laughs) I know. So Cliff, my older cat, who is um, 16 and a half pounds, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> is very needy too, except that he hates that I brought this kitten in. So Cliff's backed off, but Teton has taken his spot as needing <laughs> all of the attention. So. Happily, I would believe. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and I hope that you enjoyed our discussion. I hope that it made you think a little bit or you got something out of it. As always, please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a five-star review and rating because that helps get our name out there. And we only accept five-star reviews. Thank you. Well, I know. I normally just say a review, but then I realize every podcast I listen to says five-star review. And I'm like, oh, yes. you know, that's right. I don't want the hater. I'm not inviting the haters <laughs> to leave us a review. We want. I only want the review if you're going to be good. Not that we believe in censorship or anything. <laughs> but We just had a whole discussion over this, Sydney. <laughs> I know. No, I mean. Good vibes only. Reviews, yeah, one star's review are welcome because they'd probably make me laugh. But um, <laughs> if you want to help us, five-star reviews help us. So <laughs> go leave that wherever you listen. Um, as always, you can follow along with us on Instagram at Life and Lit Pod. We're going to be posting a ton of content this week for Band Book Week because it is something that we are both so passionate about. So be sure to follow along with that and let us know if you've read any of these banned books. Let us know if there's been books in your local school systems or your life that have been banned. We would love to hear about that and interact with you on that. Or if there's a book that we mentioned that you've read that we haven't, tell us about it. We would love to hear all of that. Yeah. And we will be back next week with a fun book to round out September and I'm excited for that we potentially will get to be recording in person maybe maybe hopefully we'll see because I don't know how this is gonna go (laughs) I know we uh... We cannot like hold it together half a country apart Uh, I don't know how it's gonna be if we're in the same room (laughs) I know well and technologically we are elder millennials who don't understand a lot of that. Oh, so that's true. It that's was a process true. getting um, our 
Zoom or our long distance recording setup. So hopefully we can do it in person though, because we are going to be together exploring Boston and Salem. So I'm super excited about that, whether we get to record or not. But yeah, it'll be fun just to be in the same space for a little bit. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Yes. But until then, happy reading. Happy reading. Thank you.